Listening Dog Media. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Seaman says with Safe Style. The great saves you can't beat Safe Style. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman, and Lindsay Hooper. Our guest today won gold medals at five different Olympic Games. Welcome, Sir Steve Redgrave. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How are good you? Good morning. All? Yeah, not bad. Are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you feeling after last night? Good win for Chelsea. Yeah, very good win last night. At, uh, certainly enjoyed. Certainly enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah. Always at uh, being a Chelsea supporter for very, very many years is that uh, you still live in the past and thinking it can't all be true. Um, <laughs> 
um, of one of my one of my mates that uh, that went to the same school as uh, as me, that uh, Chelsea fan as well, now lives out in the states, and uh, we're always sort of jokingly say to each other, "It's never going to last. It's never going to last." <laughs> oh, but he has. Because <laughs> I, I was, I, I did soccer aid um, before lockdown, and it was the one that we had at, at Chelsea, and it was the only time that I've been in the Chelsea dressing room, the home team dressing room, oh, right. yeah. and they've got, they've got on in there, they've got all the um, the trophies that they've won, you know, like since uh, Abramovich came in and that. Yeah, and I, yeah, but I looked and I was like, oh my god, like, they have won everything. Yeah, oh, you know, and that. It's incredible. Um, uh, we've won everything, but we've had, I think we've had about the same amount of managers as we had trophies. <laughs> yeah, but, but when we, we were chatting about this, uh, especially with, with Batman United, you know, about swapping and changing managers, but with Chelsea, for some reason, it seems to work. Yeah, uh, it's against mm. all my principles of, of, of work, management or whatever, is that you need consistency. Um, and it's, I think it's a very Russian way of doing things, of of, of sacking and hiring um, uh, very quickly. But for some reason, obviously, we've won more trophies than uh, we've ever in our, our history from where yeah. we used to be relatively stable of, with managers. Of all of those ones that you have seen over the years, which one did you like the most? Um, I, I was at the Champions League. Uh, not the last one, the one before. Uh, the first time we won the Champions League, and that was obviously very nerve-wracking. Um, that uh, again, uh, my, my mate Roger came with me. Uh, it was obviously 2012, so it was uh, uh, just before the, the Olympics, and I was doing something in the East End of London. I was motorbiked out to uh, Heathrow. Of I've got the last flight. Got to the hotel, which is the same hotel as the, the players were uh, staying at, and obviously everyone's gone to the match because it's uh, uh, of, of the build-up towards it. And our tickets had gone missing; they weren't there. No um, way. And I was with John, Johnny Gould was on the same flight uh, with me going out there, and uh, fortunately he had uh, a few uh, a few uh, uh, phone numbers, so rang a few people and. Uh, that we got there and they got us into the stadium and we were in a complete blue area. And uh, there was uh, four people sitting with red flags, uh, obviously shouldn't shouldn't have been there, had <laughs> got their hands on, on, on our tickets when we're sitting in our seats. Um, so literally we, we got sat down just before kickoff. Um, obviously a, a, a pretty stressful match then going to... Uh, to, to penalties at the end and we're at the hospitality level so all because it was the uh, Bayern Munich's home, home stadium it is all the staff who were uh, Bayern supporters all came out and we were on the last row of, of, of that block so they're all standing around us and uh, when we went down in, in, in penalties they were, they, they were giving it all um, and uh, uh, Sebco was only a few seats a, uh, away from from where I was sitting as well, and and we we're all getting a little bit uh, emotional with it. Uh, and then this sort of uh, came down to Drobba's last kick of uh, uh, of that era with us. Um, it was it was pretty magical. So it was pretty pretty special to be there. 
but I was supposed to have gone with my son, who's also a Chelsea supporter. We're now season tickets at Stamford Bridge, and we'll be be there on uh, on Sunday. Um, uh, he's living literally 10 minutes walk away from, from the ground. So, uh, uh, that's a little bit of, uh, our, our time <laughs> together. Um, but, uh, uh, he, he was absolutely gutted because I did it all officially. He was at school at that point and, uh, uh at Wellington. And, uh, I asked if he could, uh, have time off to, to, to go. And they said no. And some of his mates, some of his mates from school didn't ask permission and just uh, uh, threw a sickie and did go. So he was absolutely gutted that he wasn't there. Oh. And then from, oh. from last year, I was I was out in China. I've been working up till Tokyo with the, the Chinese rowing team. And uh, my, my son's saying, oh, but, uh, can you get us tickets? Can I, I'm, I'm able to go. <laughs> and, and one of my physios out there, uh, in China with us. Um, uh, he's Portuguese and uh, a Porto uh, fan. So any any matches that are coming on, we'll watch, watch together. Um, we always, always said that when Porto and Chelsea play each other, is that we will do home and away. Uh, and of course, then the Champions League goes to his his stadium and, and we're out in the, in the Far East. <laughs> That's interesting, actually, because you're you're obviously regaling probably one of your favourite memories. But in terms of managers, because I started off talking about managers, that was Di Matteo, wasn't it? I can't I can't believe that he was your favourite of that time, or is it just because it's associated with that Um, memory? He certainly wouldn't. I enjoyed him as a as a player. That uh, his story is so so strong. Um, but uh, he, he wasn't that uh, a Chelsea manager for, for very long, but all fell into place. No. No. <laughs> yeah. wow. Steve, I've got, I've got a confession. I have actually stroked your statue, by the way. He's the only man tall enough bit, to do that's it. That's a bit scary. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, so every morning I used to wake up, because I used to live in Marlow, and, and our apartment would face into Higgins Park. And you would be there, right? So I would see you like, like every single day. But me and Frankie used to go out and um, and do frisbee and all that sort of stuff in the park. And you were always there. And like when every time I saw it and I saw the five gold medals, I was just thinking, "Wow, what an achievement that is!" You know, I, 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 I first of all, how did you feel about having the statue put in the park? Uh, when I came back from the two thousand games, um, is that almost immediately there was talk about doing something. And they talked about a, a statue. And I thought, I don't want a statue. Statue of people are, are dead people. Um, <laughs> um, and they sort of, it took a while before it sunk is, is that, yeah, uh, most people do have statues after they, they, they've passed. Um, but the statue lives much longer than the person would. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this is, this, this is there for history. So... Uh, my my dad, being born and bred in Marlow, uh, was was uh, very much part of of uh, helping it all happen, and uh, I sort of come round to it, and then the Queen and Duke came and unveiled it, uh, so that was that was pretty pretty special of having the royal very family nice. come come to Marlow. Uh, we we had uh, <laughs> of of lunch in Higginson's Park in the in the in the sports buildings yeah. just behind the statue. Um, and uh, that uh, of of this 
eight foot statue, um, obviously bigger than than I am. Um, but it, it, it's more. People always say that it, um, I've, I've always uh, um, of of. Uh, not the slimmest of, of of athletes, and have a little bit of a paunch. And uh, that one of the Queen's party <laughs> said, "Isn't it cuddly?" And I thought, oh, five no times way. Olympic gold medalist of being known <laughs> of being cuddly uh, sort of uh, uh, up, upset me a little bit. But uh, no, it was, it was a great day, and having the oh, statue, yeah. and, and uh, if that uh, uh, David of. of have been living in the area is that you'll know that the Santa run on the first of, uh, Sunday of December every year, we have uh, thousands of, of Santa Claus running a 5k yeah. around the streets of Marlon. It starts uh, in Higginson's park. Yeah. And uh, that uh, every year somebody puts a, a Christmas hat on the, <laughs> the, the top of my statue. So if it's not there by the time that we leave from it, we always put a, uh, one of the, the Christmas hats on top of my statue, which is not easy to do because it's a lot taller than uh, I was going to say. Yeah, so you have to get somebody's shoulders there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing um, a comedy sketch with Stephen Merchant, and he was talking about how he was at a concert once, and people arranged to meet at him. And I was thinking, I bet that statue is a meeting point now. People meet I, I at do. you. <laughs> get a number of messages each year of saying oh I've, I've just seen you in the park um it's it's a, it's a nice gathering point so uh, that that, that yeah. does happen was all was all the hard work done in the in the uh, multi club there steve uh, that's where i started and uh i'm still um uh president of of the club um we had our club supper last last friday and it's the first time i've been on the premises for a couple of years because of uh, my my job taking me uh, away um, uh, it was nice going back down there, but uh, yeah, lots, lots of memories. Um, started as a 13-year-old, nearly 14, from Great Marlow School that was attached to the club, and uh, the first uh, of, of decade basically of, of, of rowing from the club. Yeah. yeah, I must, I must confess, I have actually I've had a, a couple of rows with some of the rowers going up and down because. When I, was, when I was in in the uh, the apartment, when me and Frankie were in the apartment, there was a private moor in there, and I could fish off it. Right? Oh, f- fishing, so, fishing, and fishing and rowing don't go together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have my rods out, and then some of you know some of them would come really close to the to the edge, and then there was one instance where they, they totally wiped out all three of my rods and actually pulled the rods into the water. You know, and then we had they stopped and I had to untangle it and everything. So there was a few choice words, but uh, <laughs> but I know what they were doing. You know, we we have a a long distance race annually in the autumn on the lower stretch. So you go through the lock of Marlow Long Distance Skulls, yeah. And uh, quite often that uh, because it's an up, upstream uh, race, you want to get as close as the bank as you possibly can. Oh right, because um, we want to stay out 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 the stream. And yep. uh, so we do do get tangled every every now and again. <laughs> the, the thing that annoys us about the the the, the fisherman, fisherman, and I'm sure you don't come into this uh, category, David, <laughs> is that, uh, that of course you've got long rods and you're casting, you're trying to get to the other side of the river uh, from sitting on one bank. Well, at least we go out in boats. If we wanted to fish over there, we would go and take our boat over there and, and, and fish. So we're all fighting over over the same bit of the same bit of water, and we don't get on yeah. that well with canoeists either. So uh, 
Uh, they're, right. they're a silly sport. They go oh. forwards. They can see yeah. where they're going, where we can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Yeah. The battles yeah. on the water. So I, I, I remember doing um, a part of the boat race on the Thames with Ant and Deck in the, when they were doing their programme. And I remember feeling or realising how hard it is, you know, when you go. And that's one of the images that I've got of you, Steve, is like but after, after every race, you're absolutely shot, aren't you? Yeah. It, it's a very physical very physical sport but there's a saying in rowing if you can't catch throw or kick a ball you end up rowing <laughs> um and that there there is a lot to do with that it is that uh, uh it's a it's a fitness repetitive of of sport um i, I know you, you fish a lot but uh, there's a lot of footballers that uh, that play golf and it's really annoying of how good they become at it very, very quickly, where uh, most rowers can't even uh, hold on to a, to a golf club. Uh, trying to hit a, a ball with it is almost impossible. <laughs> if you get to sort of any any level, we, we sort of, of, of treat practice as a bit like rowing. So uh, we'll get a basket of balls at the driving range and, and, and hit one. We get into the rhythm, and that's what rowing yeah. is. It's about the rhythm. Uh, so on right. a driving range, we're not too bad, uh, but we get into that rhythm. So when we sort of empty the basket, the basket goes as well because we can't stop once we we, we start. Um, um, but the problem is that when we get on a course properly is that we have to walk and think um, uh, before we get to the ball and that messes us up big time. We're not, nat <laughs> we're not natural sports people. <laughs> yeah. We, we all know that rowing is such an early morning sport, Sir Steve, and I wonder after you've retired, are you still an early morning bird? I hate bird? mornings. I, uh, it, uh, I, I, would, uh, I don't sleep that well. Never did, even when I was a, a, an athlete. Um, uh, but the only time that I really do sleep well is when the alarm clock goes off to, to get up. Um, rowing at university level and, and school, um, that it's the early mornings and, and, and evenings they tend to train getting around their, their studies. If I had to do that for the 25 years that I was, I was competing, I would have never done it. So uh, I was lucky enough. Uh, in, in, the, in the winter, we used to start at 8 o'clock and in the summer, 7.30, um, only slightly earlier in the summer because of you get better water conditions before the, uh, the launches or the fishermen come out. <laughs> we're already out there mate we're camping overnight <laughs> normally packing up they normally spend all night out there as well yeah exactly exactly um steve i wanted to ask you so which gave you the most pleasure your your first olympic medal or the last it's a very good question um the last was very special um, that uh, I, I was never in in sport for the recognition it was the personal challenge but the recognition that we got and I got personally after the fifth was, was amazing. But the, the special one is the first one. You have this dream to become Olympic champion. Uh, I'd missed out on the politics of, of going to, to Moscow um, because of the fun um, uh, cuts, because of the, uh, the boycott um, of certain countries. We still went as a country, but our funding was, was, was reduced. I was only an 18-year-old, so I was still a junior that year, but we'd, we'd made the qualifying times to be there. So it seemed a lifetime going from, from Moscow in 1980 to Los Angeles in 84. 
and then to become favourites to win literally of, of two months before and having all that pressure on. Uh, but as I say, you have this dream to become Olympic champion and that was the moment of, of it, uh, of, of becoming reality. Uh, the others are all special, but you've done it once before. So if you've done it once before, why can't you do it again? If you get all the elements into, in, into place, um, uh, there's no reason why you can't do it again. Even though I never planned to do of, of, of five games, my, uh, uh, my plan was to do three, uh, Moscow, Los Angeles, and the one that I was going to win my one and only gold medal at was going to be sold in 1988, which seems a long, long time ago now. <laughs> wow, what an achievement though. Um, what, what's your plans for the future? I know you've been you've been coaching in China. Is that is will that carry on? Uh no, we've we've come to an agreement to to go our separate ways. I was contracted through to to Paris, uh, but since COVID it's just become too difficult. I was the performance director, so I didn't have to be there on a on a day-to-day basis, but I was there for 95% of the time. Uh, we should have been based in Europe during the summer because that's where most of the, 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 the rowing races go on, um, but in China during the winter. And then since COVID hit and, and uh, of difficult of, of, of travelling is that I went back last September, last year, not this year, uh, and only got back after the Tokyo game. So uh, that, that has pretty been tough, even though my, my kids have all, all grown up uh, uh, eldest has just got into her, her 30s. She should have been married this year, but that's been put off oh. till ne- next year. Uh, and, and my son's uh, 24 in, in a few months' uh, time. So uh, uh, they've all grown up. But it's those sort of of, uh, of times that you meet as a family um, and you're not there. Mm. Last Christmas was was very tough. Um, uh, there were four or five of us uh, from uh, outside China living in China. So we did our own our own Christmas out there, but it's not quite the same as as coming back as uh, as family and and being part of that. Um, um, as I say, my 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 kids are, are all spread spread around. I've got two two in London and one in Swansea. Um, um, one in Swansea is a, a plastic surgeon. She's going to be based down there. She only just started oh. this this autumn. Uh, but she's on a, uh, a she's done all her short rotations and now she's on a seven year rotation in in Swansea. She's really enjoying it. Um, my next daughter down is twenty seven. She's in event management and of uh, uh, doing uh, weddings and, and and loving being part of uh, uh, the London the London scene. And then my son did his uh, university up in Edinburgh, had a great social time. He was a rugby player, not a rower, um, um, and now has buckled down and, and now working for, for, for Lloyds Bank and uh, started a couple of months ago. But as I say, living in Fulham, um, um, less than 10 minutes walk to Stamford Bridge. Brilliant. And on, on that note, are you, are you confident for this season? Yeah, are Chelsea going to win the Confidence. league? Uh, I, I was there for the City match, which is the only match that we've lost of, of, of this season um, in, in the, the Premiership. Um, as I say, when we first started, I'm, I'm, I'm very old school. Uh, you think it's never going to last, but uh, we're playing so well at the moment. It, it, it's, it's looking good, but uh, there, there's more teams at the top, which is a good thing for uh, uh, the, the, the sports and the, the premiership that uh, of people knocking on the door. So you would have put us in the frame beforehand. Um, now you've got to put us as, as 
as probably favourites. But uh, uh, United on Sunday will be an interesting game now that uh, yeah. they uh, uh, don't have a manager, um, <laughs> um, which normally is is that that normally of of means they get good results. But I've lived in the area uh, with with Chelsea is that we uh, used to play really well against the top teams and do well. Um, but get stuffed uh, by the the lower teams, and that's <laughs> where we're always, always mid-season. Um, and I do remember the times that we weren't even in in the top league as well. So yeah, some yeah. mixed mixed memories when you go back to go back to the sixties. I always wanted to be like you, David, a goal, goalkeeper. Um, oh yes, so I heard Peter that. Bernetti, <laughs> Peter Bernetti was uh, uh, was um, uh, my hero. Um, from when I first started uh, supporting Chelsea, uh, even though I'm taller and bigger than than, than yeah. you, uh, Peter's <laughs> tiny. Yeah, I Peter know. I, I, that's, tiny. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Then I was thinking like, because normally when when you have an idol like as a goalkeeper, mine was David Harvey at Leeds, and yeah, but I always remember because Peter was he actually became the England coach was was my coach for a little bit with the when Kevin Keegan was manager. You know, and that's that's one thing that I noticed about him so much was that how small he was. Yeah. You know, I know he, he was called the cat. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, how did how did you find being in goal? Because I know that you also wanted to be a striker as well, didn't you? I I, I wanted to be in, in the action one 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 side or the other. Um <laughs> but uh I I was the problem uh, dropping to that, the floor? Uh, as a striker, yes. <laughs> my, problem was, my problem was trying to get uh, a, a boot on, on the ball most of the time. Uh, of of uh, the school t- uh, team that, that I, I was the reserve goalkeeper for, I, I had a, one or two matches uh, for the school side. They were, we were reasonable and uh, the, the ball didn't come down to the goal very, very much. So I was uh, pretty, pretty safe. Um, and so my claim to fame of my goalkeeping uh, history at Great Marlow School was that the ball was down the other other end and uh, being quite tall, I would uh, sort of jump up and touch the crossbar uh, and then I would hang on it and it snapped in my hands. <laughs> no um, and so I'm, uh, I'm there with, with, with the, the holding the, the uh, uh, crossbar in two hands and broken behind my, uh, my head. <laughs> Is that the sports master was a very big supporter of me with with my rowing, even though it wasn't a mainstream sport at school, and he was furious and he came up and and took him off me and threw it to the ground, which then broke the 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 upright as well. So at least at least we got some uh, new posts out of it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Well, Steve, it's been great having you on, mate. No, I, the, the, uh, it's good seeing you again. I, I know we've met a number of times. But I always yeah. remember when we, we played uh, cricket at, at Penn on the other side oh, of yes. uh, High Wycombe. And yeah. uh, that um, uh, that you are a very, very good fast bowler. <laughs> uh, I, used, I, I used to do a little bit when I was a kid. Um, but then, yeah, I recently played. I played for the Taverners up yeah. for, uh, with Chris, with Chris Tarrant. And I pulled, I pulled my hamstring oh. running for the ball. Honestly, it was... It was embarrassing, but anyway, no, that's, you, that's you the, were very, that's very old. impressive. You were on the other side to me. Um, yeah. When I was at school, I, I classed myself as a, as a batsman. Um, but uh, when you played with the Taverners a few times, I realised that I wasn't a batsman and, and scared <laughs> of the, the place the ball was coming at me. So I decided I was a bowler. Uh, but you did bowl me two deliveries. Uh, I did a nice uh, defensive uh, uh, forward uh, defensive stroke. 
uh, it did catch the edge and, and got caught um, uh, from behind on, on the second ball, but I was going for the first one. <laughs> amazing mate well thanks very much pal hopefully, uh, well, hopefully we'll um, our pass will cross on the golf course yeah, so again you're no longer in Marlow no 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 we moved out to near uh, near Reading because yeah. I was trying to we were trying to get somewhere on the river there it's those bloody rowers I know them rowers no but I, honestly I caught some massive fish in that river so no. they're still in there they're yeah. still in there no, it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a nice spot there the the, the block you were in I remember yeah. uh, being built when I was uh, I was a kid. I, my my father is no longer uh, with us, but he he was a local builder, and uh, right. so I remember going around looking at it uh, when it was being built many many years yeah. ago before I started no, growing. It was proper. Oh. I had I had what was it four different thirty pound carp in one season, oh. so up to, up to thirty three pounds. So there's some beef stuff in there. Yeah. And there's a massive catfish as well that I hooked and I didn't I didn't land it. I had it, I had it on for half an hour. Seriously, it was going up and down the river half an hour, and there was people watching me, and then the hook pulled oh. gone. Oh. <laughs> yep, so that's still in there. <laughs> so don't go rowing so many times. No, I don't go out rowing anymore. It's, uh, my, my days have. Uh, uh, just finishing off, I talked about being out in China. Is that uh, I'm now applying for the uh, the British performance director's role, which I've got my interview on um, uh, on on Friday, which is a bit a bit scary in some ways oh, because I'm uh, a few months time I'm 60, and it'll be the first time that I've one had to put a CV together and have a a, a job interview. So I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do, but uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully well, that, uh, I can get them uh, get the job and get the British team back on track. Yeah, but just do what you've got on your statue. Just yeah. put them medals around your neck and that's it. Job done. You'll get it, no problem. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for that, Steve. No worries. Good to see you. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.